this panel, actually, this panel was established already um, in 20, I think it was late 2020. Um, and part of part of their work was to, to, to do sort of a socioeconomic analysis of whether or not as a country we could implement a basic income grant. Um, and so the first panel report was actually released last year around about the same time where they 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 done um, quite extensive analysis, but more at a high level looking at whether or not we could afford a basic income grant. Uh, the key recommendations around that was that it was a bit risky. Um, it looked like it was something that we could afford, but their caution to government was to approach, so sorry, they, they, they advice to government was that they, we should approach it cautiously and not necessarily a big bang approach. This year, they've taken that work a little bit further, noting the continuous extensions of the SMD, COVID SMD grant, um, and basically then looking at saying, you know, how risky is the COVID SRD grant? Is this something sustainable? Can government institutionalize this as a sort of permanent intervention? And does it have a real positive effect? So when they did the first court, the first report, they looked at, you know, if you implemented the basic income grant, that was like a 200 billion to 400 billion in intervention. Um, and yes, it would have enormous uh, social impacts. Um, but it would be quite, it would be a bit risky for the towards the economy, uh, and that that's hard to assess. Um, was difficult for them to assess, or, or to, to give an opinion that that that, that you know we could just uh, do that sort of like a, uh, in, in in a sort of a big bang approach. And hence they caution to say, rather go slowly, progressive and progressively expand your social net provisions. Um, and the current report that they're doing. They, they basically then just looked at the COVID SRT uh, roughly at about 50 billion rands a year. And I think the report is, uh, together also they looked at comparing the COVID SRT to various wage initiatives, so they call it a wage subsidy in the report, um, both showing very positive results. Um, the grant having more of a social impact, the wage, the wage that subsidies and stuff like that have a greater sort of economic impact. Um, and then there's one one set of modeling where they put the two together, which obviously then you get the both of the best of both worlds if you do both both investment in employment as well as investment in people through social grants. Mm. Uh, Bridget, just on a point of clarity, so at this year's uh, State of the Nation address, I had an interview with Minister of Social Development, Lindiwe Zulu, and I asked her the question directly about the basic income grant. And her answer was unambiguous. If anything, it was emphatic that we will have a basic income grant in South Africa. At this point, it's only about the modalities. So looking at which would be the best way to implement a basic income grant. So just to be clear, is that where we at? Is that what this report was about? Was it looking at modalities? Um, so, so not necessarily modalities as in the qualifying criteria uh, um, and implementation protocol, but more sort of if government decides to go in this direction, uh, how do we fund it? Is it sustainable? Um, um, so more of that, it deals with those sort of high-level issues around um, 
uh, around whether or not to answer that question. So, so for example, you'd know the COVID SRD grant has only been extended for another year. This report seeks to answer that question to say uh, definitively that there is no risk in, extend in making this more permanent and using it as a stepping stone towards a basic income cost. So in terms of the overall recommendations, Brenton, uh, what uh, did it say in terms of possible solutions for South Africa to help shift ultimately uh, something such as structural poverty, uh, you know, in trying to alleviate unemployment, uh, dealing uh, with inequality in South Africa? So, so I think that's the, the sort of the key message that comes out of the report is that that generally there's two pronged approaches around this, and it's and people often see it as an either or. Uh, you get a very strong uh, uh, lobby and activism towards a grant, and then you get similarly uh, a very strong lobby towards to, to implement more employment-based initiatives. Um, this grant sort of weighs the, the, sorry, this report sort of weighs up the, 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 the two. It clearly shows that the grant does have much a much better benefit to uh, in terms of social outcomes. So in poverty, inequality, all of that is addressed much more. Uh, there's much more direct impact on those social outcomes if you implement a grant. Um, the impact on the economy, however, is, is relatively neutral. So there's not a risk to the economy from doing it, but you don't necessarily get a very positive impact on the economy, uh, whereas the wage or the sort of employment type initiatives will give you a much better impact on the economy, but it's not going to give you a similar impact on, on the social outcomes that you see from direct redistribution through a grant. And I think that's sort of where the report was not explicitly saying that, but that government should consider you know, that these two should work synergistically together um, uh, and not necessarily a one or the other type of approach. Well, that's where we'll leave it for today. Thank you so much, uh, Executive Manager for Grants Administration at SASA, Brenton van Frieda, uh, just explaining to us uh, some of the outcome, the recommendations uh, from this uh, panel's findings.